0: Good morning, everyone. I am Eric Krupke, and I'm here with Amy Keene, and it is election night here in the United States.
1: That's right. We're standing here in the middle of the Financial Times newsroom in New York, and the results are finally coming in. Massive turnout coast to coast. Look at this line inside a gym into Kelp County, Georgia.
0: The line here has virtually doubled with, as you mentioned, all the people coming home from work. This line snakes through the entire building. The early indications here in markets are They're beginning to lean towards the possibility that the Republicans do retain control of Congress, therefore tax cuts are back on the table, and that means markets have to recalibrate.
2: Now what we're seeing is this different type of electorate, right? We're seeing a diverse electorate. We're seeing people of color coming out.
0: Uh, some were the, the electronic machines weren't working. Others, a judge actually in northwest Indiana, had to extend the polling hours until well after uh, the normal closing time. It's going to make for uh, a late night even later. It's absolutely
1: remarkable yeah. Texas situation. Well, every time it looks like the Democrats are inching ahead. Yields go down because people get scared of a wild spending spree um, and equity stabilise. And whenever the Republicans look like they may possibly take the House, the reverse happens.
0: We can now officially project that the Democrats will take control of the House.
1: Republicans have maintained control of the Senate, But the Democrats have flipped enough seats in the House to win back control of one chamber of Congress.
3: It is
0: the end of one party rule in the United States. It may not be a blue wave, it's a rainbow wave, it's something happening.
1: As you can hear, a lot has happened overnight. And we're here to help you make sense of what's been one of the most divisive midterm elections in modern U.S. political history. and. To also answer one big question, which is, you know, what does the balance of power in Washington mean for the rest of Donald Trump's term? So, Eric, let's talk about the big story of the night.
0: So the big question on everyone's mind was, are the Democrats going to take back the House of Representatives? So before tonight, President Trump's Republican Party held the majority there. And on Tuesday night, Democrats actually did succeed in taking back the majority, But it wasn't quite the blue wave that most Democrats had predicted and hoped for. By early this morning, Democrats have flipped at least 26 seats that previously were held by Republicans, and they only needed to get 23 of those seats to gain control. So it looks like they have a pretty solid hold. Uh, But in the Senate, however, Republicans did keep their majority. Now, there were a few close races to watch across the country. So can you tell us about how some of those turned out?
1: That's right. Some of the most closely watched races of this election cycle swung Republican on Tuesday night. Uh, Over in Florida, Republican Ron DeSantis beat out Democrat Andrew Gillum in what was a razor tight gubernatorial race. It was seen as a kind of bellwether for Donald Trump's presidency, not least because throughout the campaign, Mr. DeSantis had been a a fairly vocal supporter of Mr. Trump and of his policies. Uh, And over in Texas, Ted Cruz, who was a one-time presidential hopeful back in 2016, he held on to his Senate seat after a incredibly tough challenge from Democrat Beto O'Rourke. And now let's go over to the FT's Nicole Bullock. She covers U.S. equities for us. And Nicole's been watching Market Reaction all evening. Early on in the evening, there was a little bit of volatility when the first
2: results started coming in. But as soon as the consensus outcome started to take shape, things really calmed down. And in contrast to more recent voting results that we've seen in the last couple of years, where we had these shock outcomes in Brexit and in the the presidential election of Donald Trump, what appears to be happening is essentially exactly what the market had expected. With the midterm election out of the way and the results known, The expectation now is that there will be a focus on the Fed, trade, and the future path of earnings, which has really been what has characterized the volatility that we saw last month. So monetary policy, the direction of interest rates, how fast will that trajectory be in terms of increases And coming later this month, the G20 meeting, potential talks between the US and China, some investors were telling us tonight that if there is a resolution on trade, it could be a 5% gain in the US stock market. In fact, coming into the election, some investors even said they didn't care at all about the election, they cared more about trade, and they did not think that trade policy would really be affected by the outcome of the midterm elections either way because so much of the power around trade lies
1: in the executive branch of the government. So that's what we know so far. But what does a Democrat-held house mean for the rest of the president's term? And here to help us answer that question is Financial Times editor Lionel Barber. So many people, pundits in particular, uh, were fond of calling this midterm particularly a referendum on President Trump, perhaps more so than previous midterms in recent history. What what was the answer?
3: The answer is that the economy... Plays big, and the American economy right now is is creating jobs more than two hundred thousand in the last jobs report. Wage growth, uh, it's happening. I'm not saying that that uh, that's tackled these these problems of inequality and other subjects, but in the larger sense, the broader sense, the economy is in good shape, and therefore is has favoured President Trump because presidents often lose ground traditionally uh, midterm after the two years after they've been elected. And this hasn't really happened to a large degree. And also Trump is a very effective campaigner.
1: Indeed. So what will this sort of slight change to the balance of power in DC? What will that mean for the rest of his term?
3: I think he's got a lot to play for. I mean, uh, at one level, I mean, President Trump has has been very good at painting people into a corner. His rhetoric is far more aggressive than uh, any recent presidents. Uh, he's really extended the boundary of what we would normally describe as sort of acceptable or normal. He's moved those barriers. He could easily paint the Democrats as part of the problem, part of the swamp, if you like. So it's not an equivocal plus on the de- for the Democrats that they've done this. On the other hand, They will control the committees. That means they have the power of subpoena. They have the power of opening investigations. And they will question a lot of the actions that have taken place in the first two years of President Trump's term. I I think this will be just a reminder that it's not enough to just personalize the campaign against President Trump. That's not going to win in 2020.
1: And what about where things are at with
3: trade? In terms of the current trade conflict, we've had this on several fronts, but President Trump has imposed tariffs, particularly on China. Will the Democrats be either able to influence or stop this? I don't think so. And remember, this this sense of economic nationalism, the sense of that globalization, open trade has hurt certain constituencies, the labor force is shared not just by certain Republicans, but also parts of the Democratic Party. So I would be surprised if the Democrats really have any big influence over President Trump's trade policy.
1: And lastly, is there anything about tonight that you think will change the way America's perceived abroad?
3: No, I think that abroad, and I speak now as somebody who's spent 10 years working as a journalist in America, but now I'm obviously in London, I think People abroad tend to look at America and American politics through the presidency and the White House. So in that sense, nothing much, much will change. We need to look at what the legislative agenda is. There will still be a lot of executive orders, President Trump working that way around Congress. But I I didn't think so much. Maybe with one slight caveat, foreign audiences will be looking a lot of who are the new figures emerging is there anybody coming out of the woodwork coming out of these races who could be a f- national figure 2020 2024 and probably the one person to mention is Peter O'Rourke in Texas
0: you can follow all the rest of our midterm coverage online just go to ft.com slash midterms we'll have all of the results there as they continue to come in
1: this has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for all of the latest business news.
3: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has experienced teams. Who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a Wealth Advisor Today at corient.com. That's corient.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat,
0: rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right.